This is a special edition of the Alpha Universe podcast. I'm Christopher Robinson, editor of alphauniverse.com, and with me today is Katrine Eisman. Katrine, thanks very much for joining us. Pleasure to be here. Katrine, I wanted to talk a little bit about street photography, and you are a, a very accomplished street photographer. You make New York City kind of your, your canvas, your studio. What is it about street photography that draws you? Well, I do all different types of photography, but New York City, it's literally a dance with the city, and every day, every time of day, it's different. And so what street photography really has you do is you really have to pay attention, feel for the people, have your antenna out, you know, who's comfortable, what's going on. And it, especially in a city like New York, it's all about layering. So you're really layering you know, your subject matter, the foreground, the background, and there's no redos. You know, you're, the camera's on and you're there or you miss it. And... Um, I've learned, I, I really try not to walk by an interesting scene. And many years ago, I used to, and I'd go home and I'd like, oh, and I would describe the picture to my husband. And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why didn't you take the picture? And so I really enjoy it because it really helps you experience New York City more fully. You mentioned the concept of layering. And I think that um, that's something that a lot of people who are really interested in street photography but find their own photographs maybe less successful than they could be. They don't fully get that that is a, a huge component of a successful street photo. Right, because if you just take a simple photo, you're recording what you see. But in street photography, the composition is incredibly important. And you want to create an image that the person ha has to take a little more time to read. And so you can develop relationships with the layering. And some can be very subtle, and some can be, you know, pretty obvious. But we have looked at so many images and so many movies that people can read images pretty well. And so what I like to do, especially in New York City, is a play with reflections, abstractions, angles, layers of people in the crowds. That's pretty easy. And then, you know, how you're using your focal length, you know, that the wider angle to give you that feel to really make that person in the foreground really large, longer focal lengths to really compress space. I mean, it's, it's just really fun. You're talking about shooting wide, getting up close. And uh, again, I think for, for some people who are less successful in the street photography, it's because there's a, a tendency to hang back a lot. It's very intimidating if you're not, you know, accustomed to it, to really get, get in close. You know, you got a big camera, you got a big lens, you're kind of trying to, to, you're intruding on someone's space sometimes. How do you, how do you deal with that? Yeah, I don't feel, I feel like in New York City, everybody, we're in it together. I'll digress a moment. I lived in Los Angeles for three years, and then when I came to New York, I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I can hear what people are saying, because <laughs> I wasn't in my metal bubble of the automobile. And so you're, you're part of that flow. So the classic focal length for street photography is 35 millimeter. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what most people used. And if you want to get a big, a good picture of 35 millimeter, you're close. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people that start out with street photography, they are intimidated, so they'll use the longer focal lengths and in a way steal the picture. The person's across the street. And you're like, come on. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is nine times out of ten, you know, people might notice that you're photographing. People are fine with it. And that's what most people don't, don't get. And so you're not being a jerk 
And there are some photographers that are very aggressive, mm -hmm. that will literally, you know, flash people very aggressively, be right in their faces. For example, that's not my style. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get in a fight with anyone. You and I have talked over the past few years uh, quite a bit about your love of small cameras, and especially for street photography. We did a What's in Your Bag that consisted of uh, a change purse, a, a yeah. metro card. Metro card and some quarters. <laughs> right. Yeah. Why do you gravitate to the small cameras? The small cameras, because in a way, I don't want to look like a professional. Um, it seems when you have that big camera, and obviously I have larger cameras too, people sort of feel, they feel intimidated. And they sort of feel like, oh, that person's going to make money off of this picture. And they're going to use it for something. And, and that makes other people uncomfortable. But when I have this small camera, I'm just sort of part of the scene. And it's, it's, it's nice. I'm not like that obnoxious tourist <laughs> that, that probably didn't come out right. But people can relate to the small camera. Most people are photographing with their phones. And they understand, oh, it's a point and shoot. Little do they know <laughs> that I'm walking around with a 22 megapixel or 42 megapixel camera with really good lenses that I can take my little camera and make beautiful 11, 17, 16 by 20 inch prints. But I don't need to tell them that. We're sitting here in your office at, at SVA and we're talking on the eve of the introduction of the new Sony RX100 Mark VI, which you've actually been able to, to use. What do you think of this camera? Whew. Now I've had I've had the Mark two, three, four, and five. <laughs> so um, I mean I love this camera. People don't recognize me without it, you know, because it's really a go with you anywhere camera. What sets this camera apart from the other ones? Well, the first thing is the lens. Mm -hmm. I mean, hands down, twenty four millimeter to two hundred in your pocket. Mm -hmm. I mean that's that's just amazing. And it's a good 24 to 200 because I don't have time for bad lenses. I just, I refuse. And so what that lets me do is once again, play with the focal length or here in New York City, I want to get an architectural detail. That 200 is right there. Or uh, recently I was playing with some images at a, a flea market and there was beautiful jewelry, but I was shooting through it and the person behind was like out of focus. It was very romantic. Mm -hmm that longer lens let me compress that space so that person didn't feel like I was right on top of them. So it's really, really handy in that regard to be able to do wide and then do the details. Mm -hmm. So the lens is the first thing. The second thing, um, which has been redesigned, is the viewfinder, the one that pops up. Mm -hmm. Now, it might be a little thing, but it's been redesigned so it pops up, and then when you want to push it down, you just push it down. In earlier ones, you had to sort of squeeze in and push down. And, you know, that would be like an eighth of a second of my life. <laughs> right. You can't have that time back. No. And um, the third thing, which I think is great, is the menu system's been updated, which the simpler, the clearer, the more color coding, the better. So um, in the short time that I've had it, those are three things I've noticed, and those are three really important things for me. Do you often shoot with the viewfinder as opposed to the LCD screen on the back? Yes. I do a little bit of both. The LCD on the back, I use it, I pivot it up, and I just look down at the camera. And I can sort of disappear. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned this from Ben Lowy, another Sony artisan. You walk around, you have a hoodie on, my hood's up, and I'm just sort of looking down, and people are, I, I guess they think I'm looking at my feet or something. Mm -hmm. They completely ignore me. I'll do that when I'm shooting wider. Or I'll have the camera at waist level, viewfinder, the LCD screen, 
and I will be looking to the right, but the camera's pointed to the left mm -hmm. and just, you know, shoot rapidly that way. And that works really well. When I'm using the longer focal length, that's when I go to the viewfinder. Mm -hmm. There's less view, it's a tighter composition, and I want to really get that frame just right. That look down technique is one that I remember studying Paul Strand. Yes. Who used to do that with the twin lens reflex. And he actually had a camera with lenses, fake lenses built on the side of it. So it would look like he was photographing in one direction when he was actually looking in a different direction. That's right. And so you get so many of his photos of people sort of turning, looking at the camera kind of with a quizzical look on their face because they want to see what this guy's looking at somewhere else. They don't realize he's taking a picture of them. That's right. And so it's fun. It's a quiet camera. It practically fits in my hand. And, you know, people, people are very engaged. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. You were talking about the woman in the jewelry store, and I've seen those photographs, which are really, really neat looking. What struck me, one of the things that struck me about them was you got that beautiful bokeh. Yep. Which is not something that you can usually get with a, a small camera, especially things like a smartphone, things like that. You'll never get that kind of a, of a look. Right. Something that's unique to this camera is the ability to do that. Well, because I was also working in Aperture Priority mm -hmm. as a, a true professional, <laughs> right? So the beauty is that I can control my aperture, so I was sort of wide open, which at the 200 is, you know, 4.5. Yep, I had to check that quickly on the lens. But at 200 millimeter, 4.5 is nothing. Yeah. And so it's really, it was, thank you, I thought it was really, really pretty. So that's what I can do. So I, I'm always deciding with this camera, am I going to work in aperture priority, study priority, full manual? And I'll admit, a lot of times when I'm just walking down the street, I work in intelligent auto mm -hmm. because it evaluates the scene. And I'm shooting right now RAW plus JPEG. I'm getting the exposures I need. It's great. I feel like intelligent auto is a little bit of the modern version of F8 and be there. It's like, you know, you can set the camera and when you really, you know, you have a good camera, a good technology, you can, you can have faith in it. It's yep. going to get the exposure and you can really just focus on that composition. Absolutely. And I've been using these cameras to document the department that we're in here at the School of Visual Arts. All the lectures that I document, be it in the big theater, little theater, they're all done with this camera. And they go out to Instagram. We use them in print. We use them for keyframes. And they're silent. Nobody, you know, realizes that I'm doing that. You just mentioned Instagram, and it's really interesting because the Sony cameras give you that ability to immediately transfer the image from the camera to your smartphone and then to Instagram, which I know is something that you like to do quite a bit. Yes. Actually, I love doing that because if I'm out photographing and I'm excited about something, I want to share something. And so every single Sony camera, I don't know how they do this, has its own wireless network. And I don't have to rely on logging in somewhere or being on a wireless system I can transfer the files from the camera to my phone, process them, maybe a little crop, Instagram, hashtag, and share. Mm -hmm. And I, I get this a lot, like, oh, your Instagrams look better than mine. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, because I'm using a good camera. Today, for example, I was out shooting, and I had the RX100 M6 and my phone, and today was a bright, sunny day. I could not see that phone screen. I mean, it was just like, why am I even bothering? Yeah. Yeah, I like that that combination. I can get better images, and then when I go home, I still download them and process them in Lightroom. But sometimes I like sharing. In fact, I like to challenge myself that I'm going to share an image before I get home, and I commute to the Lincoln Tunnel where there's no wireless network, <laughs> and I can still get uh -huh. it done. You know, when the RX100, the first one, came out, I remember I was dealing with a lot of photographers at the time. 
that were talking about that camera as, you know, making their DSLR kind of obsolete. People were saying, I just don't reach my DSLR like I used to. I can put this in my pocket. I can, I can do so much with it. It's such a robust and capable camera. Now we're in the sixth generation of it. And I think that it, it tends to get dismissed by some as just a point and shoot. It's a really powerful piece of, of kit. Yeah, no, it's a really great camera. I also experimented with the video mm-hmm. features because I'm walking down the street and there's a great street musician. 20 seconds, believe me, nobody needs more video than that. <laughs> but it's fun. I've got the stills, I've got the video, I can edit it together. The high frame rate mm-hmm. stuff is amazing. So yesterday, or recently, I was um, there was a, a music festival with these dancers with feathers and everybody's photographing their iPhone, and I sort of sneak up, and I did slow-mo of them. And they're in the back changing, and I showed it to them, and they were like, wow. Oh, can I do your portrait? And they were like, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I just had them, because nobody else did that. You know, and that's just fun to experiment with. I love that ultra slow-mo, and you get that that motion portrait with that dramatic slowing everything down. It just looks so nice, yes. so rich. Exactly. And so... But, I mean, and some people are still intimidated by video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but here you could just, you know, just try it out. Mm-hmm. So I think it's great. Um, I know a lot of professionals actually now, you know, since the version 4 and the 5, and I'm sure now with the 6, use this camera as the camera they have with them all the time. Yeah. And they're using it for behind the scenes, but they're also using it like this is the camera I had and the pictures are really good. Yeah. Well, Katrine, thanks very much for joining us on this special edition of the Alpha Universe podcast. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited about this M6. Can't wait to go take more pictures with it. Thanks for tuning in to the Alpha Universe podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at alphauniverse.com. Subscribe to the Alpha Universe podcast at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.